And welcome to Funky Baz and Face Week 4, I reckon we are And I'm pretty excited to have Baz and Face join us again for this week Welcome boys Hello mate, hello, hello um, Funky, hello Face, nice to see that you're with us Face Hello Funky, hello Baz, yes thank you uh, A little bit later uh, production time tonight But uh, we, we manage these things don't we, beautifully a few little domestic issues for face, which is overcome <laughs> and delegated nicely in the last minute. So um, that's really good to see. We've got a great show tonight. We've invited a few special guests that haven't joined us yet. So uh, we sent them the link at the same time we sent it to you boys. And we'll see if uh, it all comes off seamlessly and whether they join us or not. We'll send it on that link. Uh, well, if, I, if I get distracted tonight, boys, uh, the Bombers have just put through another one. So what's the so, score? Um, Massive uh, upset there. It's about 45, seven goals to nothing. West, West Coast's lowest score ever at, uh, at their home ground since 1987. So, um, yeah, that would pay right in sports bet. That would pay very, very nice. We've got a good show tonight, uh, coming up tonight. Thanks for that update there, Baz. And, uh, and actually, Funky, just uh, clearly Optus are not having a great week and the West Coast Eagles have joined that tradition with them too. <laughs> very good um, we've got vintage rules too we're going to talk about which is the uh, Brossa Bulldogs versus Tanunda Magpies vintage rules game over 35s this Saturday at Williamstown Oval it's got a, um, playing for a good cause as well which we'll get our special guests Rick Lane and Daniel Eagleton to talk about as well who've organised the game looking forward to talking to them if they do manage to click on the <laughs> link that is I did send it to them we'll cross to them if we can um, as always we've got shit or shine we've got Baz's bake uh, I'm pumped up for shit or shine I need to start raising the bar because <laughs> Baz's bake and tweet of the week have clearly taken the limelight um, the last couple of weeks and uh, I think Face might have a bit of an insight what's happening now at Salisbury North this week. Uh, Face, who's our new, before we go, Face, who's our new tweet followers? Oh, well, we've, in the last couple of weeks, boys, we've been inundated with followers on Twitter, which is great. Clearly, uh, Funky Baz and Face is catching on. We've had now most of the Crows followers will know Touch of the Fumbles, Tom Richardson from In Daily and The Advertiser. He's followed us and uh, had a bit of tw- Twitter banter. Same as Jimmy Norris, the uh, Barossa icon, bat, half-forward flanker. In the, in would the we days. call him icon face? Would we go? Would we call him icon? Tom Is Richardson, that... an icon. No, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> Norris. Would we call uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Norris an icon? He's still got time to be an icon. Uh, we had some lovely yeah. uh, Twitter banter during the week with Jimmy. Uh, we have uh, Supermum and SA event, Events Extraordinaire Joanne Chadwick join us. Very, as a good. Very good. And um, we've had the, the Professor, Zach Munn and uh, Joe Frick from uh, the Walkerville Cats. A couple of great boys there at the Cats. No oh, need for comment there, Matthew. The cats. And just... uh, a couple of Crows fans, one from Melbourne, so clearly he's feeling the pain just like the rest of us as well. But... Um, now, nah, some good action from uh, Twitter, and we'll follow up with that tweet of the week later in the uh, episode four. Isn't it great where we're in the formation of something big 
that we don't talk about numbers. We talk about our individual followers. <laughs> but he, Face just gets the Walkerville cats on again. And, you know, the they Walkerville deserve a bit cats, of time, they boys. They haven't heard from Face in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, six, I think. Six. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we move on, Bex. Funk. We move on. We still haven't got a special guest. I'm not sure if they're struggling with a link or I've messed something up. But if we don't talk about them, we'll talk about the game anyway. Uh, we do... We do have we do have Rick Lane who's just joined us, so we're just waiting for Dan Eggleton. Uh, Rick Lane, thanks for joining us on Face. Thank you, the ape. What, um, <laughs> wanted us to rename this week, wasn't it? Funky Baz and Face with guest of Rick Lane. Uh, yep. <laughs> he's given us nothing. Yeah, he's given us nothing. Uh, we're just waiting on Dan to join us, Rick. Um, we might cross to you before we start. Give us a bit of a rundown of what we're looking forward to this week. Um, to, what's this Saturday night going to feature? Saturday night will feature quite a number of past players, particularly a, a chunk from the 99-2000 uh, the sort of era. There's a little bit of 95 thrown in. Uh, and there's probably... A couple coming from interstate, which is going to be quite exciting this year. We didn't really have anyone travelling from interstate, but we got Adrian Civic and Grant Edwards coming down from New South Wales and Queensland, respectively. So it should be good. Massive commitment, Arlene, especially uh, getting rid of the dead weight from last week uh, in the captain. You know, you lose a big game like that. that that's your statement game. And uh, uh, out, cut, straight away. I was just happy that Gusto had his 40th. He <laughs> <laughs> made very, very, very easy decisions made for me. So there was yeah. significant cuts, but luckily we've got a pretty good club, and there's a lot of guys that I think either saw, heard, or witnessed the game last year, and were pretty excited about it. And I guess with the all of the new Guernseys being reproduced with the yeah. red and white V, there might have been a couple more people that put their hand up to at least play because then they at least get a Guernsey as well. Now, yeah, no, I've spoken correct. to Brian Harris today and Brian Harris is keen to run out. So, uh, <laughs> big news. Big breaking news. As yeah, big breaking. Brian Harris is still not financial, so that will not be... <laughs> <laughs> he has retired now that, that pet shop did close down without uh, being sold. Uh, t- Take us back last year, Rick Lane. Um, so last year was the first vintage rules game between the Brossa District Footy Club and under Magpies at over 35s. Yep. What was the reason for you uh, coming up with the event? Um, I had previously played two games of uh, over 35s for the Newry Rovers against Angus and which I've, I've played that for many years and um, I really enjoyed them. I enjoyed the, the atmosphere. Um, the the morale of all the guys just getting together. Um, so it was really then after the second game, I sat down and thought, why couldn't this be something that, that we do? And then obviously I had to think about who was capable of taking that on. And that was obviously me. So then I started, <laughs> then I started the process of just seeing whether there was enough interest. And, um, then it all just sort of snowballed from there, I guess. And, and incorporating Tanunda into that, Rick, how did you get about getting Dan over the line? Um, 
that was real. He was the president, obviously, and I he married one of the uh, the girls that used to go to primary school with us. So that was all quite <laughs> quite handy to get hold of him. When I suggested it to him, he liked the idea, and uh, it was pretty easy to sort of move forward from my end. So I I ended up creating a Facebook page, uh, Facebook group, and just sort of getting that going and just drip feeding people bits of information just to keep them interested. A bit like this podcast, you know, where you, you just gather momentum as you go along. Yeah, slow gathering, gathering momentum is what we're doing very nicely too. Just the just slow gather. And from that, uh, and people were just talking to me about, oh, you know, I'm looking forward to who gets announced next and just little snippets. And then people were starting to chip in with their own newspaper clippings. And, and Matt Harris this year has put a couple of team sheets in that's really got the, the punters stirred up. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the go with the charity this year? We had Ryan Fromm's last year. What's, uh, what's the charity this year? So we've got, uh, uh, what's it called? Charlie. Charlie's Fight. That's the one. Yep. So Dan. Dan and myself went on uh, the Barossa radio on Saturday morning and, and he spoke quite articulately about, about, about the cause. Last year, I guess, was more of a Barossa focus. So we had our um, raising money for Layla from to get over to, uh, over to the US last year to have some treatment. So that was really our push. This year, I've had to step... Well, I haven't had to step back from that, but I've just been so busy with everything else that Dan's sort of run with that. So... I think they're going to be sending some cans around the oval and just trying to sort of generate that way because we've attached this onto obviously a BLG game and pretty hard to single out people that are there for the over 35s to hit money up. So we're just going to do a bit of a can drive, I think. It sounds uh, great. I think it uh, looks like Dan's headed on a bike ride from Adelaide to the Gold Coast yep. to raise uh, some f- uh, money for his niece. So awesome cause. Sounds like they've got a fundraiser next Wednesday at the Greenock hotel as well so yep be good for people to come along um must be an awesome uh event for him to take part in that to raise money for a good cause so if dan does press on that link we will hear from him <laughs> uh what, what he's probably done he's probably forgot his uh, apple id so he can't actually log on to to get the app there we go. That might be the issue. He's not overly tech savvy, the big boy. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll give a plug for him and uh, maybe we'll have a, like a uh, review after the game as well. Uh, Rick Lane, who are the who are the feature performers across Tanunda and Brossa? Uh, I'm really looking out for, for G Coffee. I think G <laughs> Coffee. I spoke to uh, G Coffee in, in 93. I spoke to G so Coffee really last night. I spoke, I spoke to Grant Coffey last night, and uh, he was very hesitant about the weather. But um, he will be there, and he's up, more importantly, he's up for a big night. He's staying in Williamstown that night, so he's, uh, <laughs> he's up for a big night afterwards and uh, to get on the cans, and, um, yeah, he's uh, very keen. So If he doesn't kick a bag, there might be uh, pitchforks and him getting chased out of town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to at least two or three. I've got him at full forward. Yep, yep. And uh, where put the Harris brothers there? Uh, not sure whether to take uh, disciplinary action for their middle brother not playing. So <laughs> haven't quite decided where those. So they might be on the same spot where B Harris is. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Got to re- re- reunite the three of them on the bench. Yeah, very good. That's. Uh, I think I'm used to that. I'm still in the search for. I was just thinking today, do I need a mouth guard? Looking for some boots, some socks, and shorts as well. But. Uh, <laughs> Looking forward to a um, great event that you put on, Rick. 
I think uh, Dan's probably timed out with that link, but looking forward to seeing on on the week. And uh, perhaps you could post this uh, link to our podcast on your little site just to say that we've given a bit of a shout-out would be very nice. Thanks for joining us, Rick Lane. Thank you, the Harris brothers. See you, Arlene. See you later. Bye-bye, Arlene. See you, boys. Well, that was good to hear from the great man. Um, I'm going to get straight into shit or shine, boys. Um, now, I'm very, very clear about where this one sits. Under the shit or shine, I've got very clearly that the shit, the thing that I think is really, really shit is the Powerade showers straight after the AFL game. They put the people in the middle. They open up their Powerade cans they spray them all over someone. I detest the waste of any sort of food or food source that goes on to people. And then the players just walk away, leave a absolutely drenched change rooms. And I no doubt that that practice is uh, filtered out all across the, the country in uh, all change rooms across the country. And I just feel for, to me, it's disrespectful. It's a waste of food. <laughs> And the disrespect of players walking away for someone else other than themselves to clean up, I just think sport has a massive opportunity to set some higher principles than that. It's in the massive shit category for me, uh, but I also want to hear from you too. Uh, You know what? I I think you're a wowser. You you are a dead (laughs) set wowser. You're approaching middle-age retirement where you've had the rug over the knees at night. You are a wowser because if you cannot have a bit of fun with your mates, have a bit of a laugh and make someone feel a little bit special on their first game, that yes, we, we, you are accepted into the group. Yes, you have just celebrated your first win. And yes, it's a bit of fun, okay? Not everything in life has to be serious, okay? So we are allowed to have a bit, little bit of fun. And you don't even know, they might clean up after themselves as well. It's just a bit of fun. And if you don't like that, well, then i tell you what, you, you, you got big troubles. Now, nah, I, I knew straight away, Baz, that we were going to be uh, teaming up together against Funky on this one. Uh, massive shine. I even heard it tonight, 5AA, Char- Charlie Ballard, uh, SA Sturt boy, playing up the Gold Coast. He said tonight, he said, I can't wait for my first Powerade shower. The four, four yes. fellas played six, seven games. Yes. Uh, hasn't even won yet. So, you know, he's mentioning the how fantastic that'll be to celebrate his Absolutely. AFL, AFL debut win. Um, Bix, first world, uh, funky, first world issues, mate. It, you know, they're talking about kids in cages over with the US uh, USA border controls and you're worrying about this. You know, I, there needs to be a way to celebrate and demonstrate the love for a teammate. Uh, getting absolutely drenched. Um, and how often after a parade shower do you ever see a footballer be really angry? He's absolutely loving the attention. So let, exactly let, right. let, let him have it. Uh, I'd say it's, it's little Oliver, mate. Is uh, you don't see the anger of that poor little boot stutter. <laughs> up everybody's boots and carpet and the floor. Um, I think that's the thing. When, it, when a young player said he's looking forward to that, Sport, you've got a better obligation to set some oh, no. principles. So your little son is going to play AFL footy. He's going to play his first game, and you're standing on the outside. And there's Nat Five for Rashudo or someone <laughs> of that caliber spraying uh, Powerade on your lad, and you'd be disappointed with that, would you? I'll tell you what. I, what I would say is that I like <laughs> the culture to change significantly over that time. And, Wowza. and you can also have 
um, whatever mess that's created by the footballer is picked up by the footballer. Jeez, uh, right. I'd like to see that be- change in the future. You better move on. But... All right. Oh, okay. So you're happy to get outvoted for that one, but I'm happy to stake a claim and change the cause as well. Um, there's been some uproar with the SA under-18s this year. They play they, – after their win, they sang what was the Crows song. They changed the words. They were um, singing where the pride of the SA boys. SA boys. SA boys, yeah. whatever they said. Um, it was the tune of the Crows song. Um, people like Kane Corns and Warren Treadray are up in arms over it. Uh, tell me, boys, is it a is it a shit thing for them to do, or is it is it a shiny for them to do? Uh, Funk and Baz, for me, it's a shine. Uh, fair to say, we haven't heard it enough this year, so any chance we can play it a little bit more would be handy, especially by uh, the Crows side. But um, they removed all the mentions of Adelaide and Crows. Um, it's a great catchy song. We love doing the hoo hoo, and clearly the boys love doing that too. So Cornsy and Adam Cooney and the rest of the Port Flogs can just go suffer and talk about something else, really. Yeah, I, I think, like, you, you look at the Double Blues song, it's the same as the Carlton song, um, you know, the same <laughs> Harry and Rand song. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you change the words, who cares? I mean, there's, there's so many songs that are similar and they just change a few uh few words with it so no there's no problems there let's move on yeah geez they won't they won't let the crows have the uh, state guernsey they won't let the uh, state side have the crows song what is going on with these port guys yeah I, i'm with you, you boys on that one i I've, i agree like even the the lucendale tigers or whatever they're called are the same as the richmond football club and there's no carrying on about that one so good, good. No. um there has been a thought that the crows this year should trade away sloan and mcgovern and then they can get about four picks in the top 20. So I'm just thinking from the, the trade theory, is it a good theory, a shiny theory to trade your guns when you're a young gun, or is it a shit theory? I wouldn't say guns. I would say gun. I think maybe trade away one gun. The way we're going, half the team wants to leave anyway, so won't be an issue for us. But um, I, I don't think guns, but I think maybe just to get another pick inside that top 20 on the so-called Super draft would be a good idea. If we can get Lacocious or uh, Rankine, 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 Rankin, uh, uh, Rankin, well, then I think that's a good thing. I think we need to get some top-end talent. Port's got Wines, Boak. Um, there's another one up there. It was a top-ten draft pick. We haven't Wingard. Any. Wingard, that's right. Thank you, Bass. We haven't had any of those early draft picks, which... Um, Marshall, think, Power Pepper, yeah. they're loaded with them. Yeah. We yeah. trade um, Sloan for Lacocious. Absolutely. <laughs> sorry, 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 Sloaney, but yeah, you, yeah, you would. Yeah, I, I just think yeah. Sloane is the heart and soul of the footy club, and I feel it's like if he if he chooses to go to a Richmond or Carlton or North Melbourne, it's almost like burn down the, the club rooms. It's it's risky. It's a risky move, isn't it? And it's neither a shit or a shine because it's it's always um, uh, draft. It's it's always you know never guaranteed. So, you know, I think that the big, big emphasis this year is uh, the amount of SA boys that are in the top 10, top 20. Nice. So if we can have guys that don't want to go home to Melbourne, um, geez, that would be nice or go home anywhere else. It's just not guaranteed. So I think now that the opportunity for us to spend more time recruiting and have more scrutiny on each of the players is getting better and better. So the chance that you're going to fall through with a dud is uh, less likely. Yeah, yeah. Good work, boys. Happy with that. 
Um, obviously, disagree with my Powerade shower, but I'll, I'll I'll get a follower somewhere on the Powerade shower, and I'll let you know who that um, very wise person is. Batter, um, great bake in the last two weeks. What do you got week three for Batter's bake? Okay, we'll see what you think of this one because this one could be a little bit left to centre, but I'm uh, I'm going with it, and oh, I do dear. honestly believe in it. And and we'll start it off with one five four. Did one five four mean anything to you? Uh, soccer. Soccer. No, one five four <laughs> is the number of players injured at the AFL at the moment. Oh, okay, they are not playing their football. They are not. Ex- Using their career, they're not doing their career. They're on, on the couch watch, watching Love Island. You know, you know how many people or high performance people we have in each club. You've got the general manager of high performance. You've got the fitness staff. You've got the nutrition staff. You've got the strength and conditioning coach. You've got the mental and mind training. You've got the yoga coach. These are professional people that are meant to be monitoring our AFL stars. Except okay? the mind training, apparently. <laughs> and the mind training. And you know what? You've got amateurs. You've got old mate, the head trainer down at the local footy clubs, Barry, who hasn't seen his meat and veg for 20 years. He is looking after the amateur footballers. And you know what? They don't get any injuries. Okay? Yes, yes, I understand they train less. But my question is this. Are we pushing our bodies or are our AFL clubs pushing our bodies beyond what they're capable of? And my answer to that, boys, is yes. We have too many fitness people trying to justify their own positions by pushing the human body beyond what it is capable of. Okay, we do a hamstring these days. Our, our boys do a hamstring these days. We shrug our, our shoulders. We just think, oh, well, that's just all part of it. This is a billion-dollar industry, and how we are just accepting injuries as part of it is, is beyond me. Okay, Bulldogs, 14 out of their 22 injured. Crows, 10 out of their best 22 are injured. It is not good enough. Kennedy, a leg fracture. How can the professionals let this happen? Surely we should be monitoring this better than just saying, oh, well, it's too bad. I, I just think it's, it's an area we can get massively better on. Are we trying to outsmart ourselves by just flogging the bejesus out of our <laughs> players and then just copying injury after injury? Where will it be in five years' time or ten years' time? It is scary to think. That's a Baz's bake. It is. I just think for the for the injuries that you've said, you've said there's 154 players that are injured, and um, you've got fitness staff trying to justify their existence. You could actually say for the number of injuries, you could effectively double the fitness staff and the experts to make sure you actually reduce it. So if you're saying that there's a lot of fitness people there justifying why they're there, I don't think you're going to reduce the number of people that are there to try and reduce the injury. But what are they actually doing, though? Because what I'm saying is Barry, who, who's the <laughs> coach of, of your local club, the local blokes don't get injured. Like, there's two or three injuries every week. There's not 14 or 15. Are we pushing our bodies beyond what a, a, a hamstring or a groin or a glute is capable of? I think it probably like, goes past that too, Baz, in terms of uh, the way that footy's been changed. So, um, you know, rotations... Um, and yep. numbers on the bench, um, just certain rule changes that are probably having blokes work past fatigue levels and really their body at some point can't clearly can't cope. So overstretching, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think there has to be an end. It has to be a full stop somewhere. You can't keep yeah. on keep on, keep on flogging your players 
till their detriment year after year and losing the best players in, you know, in, in each team. I mean, there's a, a lot of injuries. Like Collingwood's got a huge amount of injuries. You know, like obviously uh, Gold Coast do, Crows, Bulldogs. It's, it, it's just getting on and on. So I don't know. I think there has to be something done with it. And I'm just not sure all these strength and conditioning coaches uh, maybe could be counterproductive. So do, do, you, do you think it's the game? Do you think it's the demands of the game? If you actually look at the game, it is as probably as brutal and demanding a game as you're probably likely to see in any professional sport around the world. I would say the fitness staff in Australia are probably as clued up and as if you listen to Darren Burgess, who's Burgess, yeah. AFL to Liverpool, the fitness staff in Australia are probably top of the game. I think it probably is more reflective of the game demands and you're actually looking at people who are running 16 kilometres a game, plus getting tackled, plus getting bowled over, plus um, the sprinting and walking all that, that period of time. It is a plus when they get the ball in their hands, they have to hit with absolute efficiency. So I think the game demands are higher than what they ever have and perhaps it's the adjustment to those game demands is, is challenging staff at the moment and challenging clubs. Yep. Yes. Good bait, Baz. Enjoyed yeah. it this week. And and the, the thing out of that too, boys, is if you haven't seen Love Island, get on it. Tell them <laughs> nine, nine go. Very yeah. good show. Yeah, Face is all over it. So, yeah. Face, um, are you going to give us an insight into Salisbury North? No, nah, Baz. That was Baz's. Uh, I didn't know. We didn't really talk about that. But they, as of tonight, they have um, been uh, barred from the competition, which is a massive call. Uh, for those that don't know, Salisbury North, they're um, a Division One club. T- two, yeah. They've had they went from one to two, sorry, and they have had some big issues. A good friend of ours, Gavin Chaplin, coaches the A grade, and uh, they had had some issues with some uh, their lower grades um, going the knuckle on some other players, and they've um, suspended them and then lost premiership points. One of the reasons why they went down last year is because they lost a lot of points from the um, yeah fifty cuffs and that in the lower grades. So it's a massive call with a, a club with a proud history. It's been around a long time. Um, yeah, so I heard uh, John Kernahan tonight, who's uh, got a role there with um, the uh, amateur league. Um, yeah. Apparently, at the end of last year, there was an agreement that enough was enough, and they had a um, three-two-one strike policy, essentially. Um, yeah. And uh, this latest tribunal hearing was was the last one, so he was found guilty, the player, and uh, that that uh, rebuked their their agreement at the start of the year. So, unfortunately, their A, Bs and Cs have all stopped. I think their juniors are still playing, which is obviously good for participation in the sport. But, yeah, that's a big big story for SA footy that uh, a Div 2 side that's will it. be out for the rest of the year. Massive, I mean, it's before June 30, call. so... Massive call to uh, get rid of a whole club, isn't it? Except for the juniors, of yeah. course. I mean, incidents were obviously pretty bad. Um, tweet of the week, Face... What do you yeah. It was an absolute beauty last week. And um, for those of you who listen to us on Stitcher, if uh, you get bored with everything else, fast forward this week to 27 and a half minutes and tweet of the week. Oh, geez. Well, no, um, no pressure there. But a couple of uh, great hashtags have come out the last couple of weeks. Um, Tankin for Rankin and uh, play atrocious for Lukosius. <laughs> clearly about uh, Adelaide's form at the moment and their ability to get the young SA boys. Uh, so let's um, – don't worry about we want answers, AFC. Let's uh, get those hashtags going and see if um, 
Oh, uh, Haggis at the Crows can um, get those boys up in, in a Crows guernsey. But anyway, we've got uh, a few contenders, and I must admit, boys, um, pretty happy with my own Twitter form this week. Uh, not sure that Chris. I enjoyed any of them, but... Um, oh, your 15 followers have been absolutely <laughs> this week. Nah, well, uh, look, I'll probably let that go, you know, through the keeper, but uh, I was okay when uh, reviewing that. The first one is from uh, SA's best export out to the Eastern States, uh, Fitzy Ryan, Fitzger- uh, Ryan Fitzgerald. Future he guest up, on Funky Besom Face. Yeah, yeah. We're still waiting negotiation, clearly, about terms and conditions for him to be on the show. But he actually put up a photo of an AFL Heroes 2001 football card. And there was uh, Paul Kelly for, uh, for the Sydney Swans taking a massive hanger and uh, our uh, good mate of the uh, podcast, uh, Scotty Burns, is right underneath him. And he, he put a nice little quote. He said, got the feel for Scotty Burns here, getting gouged in the groin from Robbie Armat while getting teabagged from Paul Kelly taking an absolute hanger. And essentially, the photo, it looks like Paul Kelly's given birth to the Scott Burns, but feet first. Oh, so, face. Are we, um, are we on radio or TV here, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll tweet it out to the rest of the followers <laughs> after the podcast. But... Uh, uh, you, you, you'll get it once you see it. Um, Herald Sun Sport, uh, under 12s game, there was a 6 foot 10 inch centre. He was catching his own rebounds. He doesn't even have to jump to dunk, reverse dunks. He rejected some poor kid and gave him an absolute mouthful. It just reminded me, uh, Baz, of under 10s, Barossa Bulldogs. Um, yes. Katie in the guts. What a, gee, what a dynamic centre she was. Yes, one of the great uh, basketball teams. We've had... Um, Peter, Peter J uh, tweeted out, I don't care how you do at AFC, but if you turn the 2018 shit show into Lukosius, all will be forgiven. I'll hitch my, <laughs> hitch my wagon to Lukosius and Fogg for the next 10 years. Get it done? Yes. Um, Titus O'Reilly, the great Titus, uh, tweeted out, if the Crows were any other business, WorkSafe would have shut them down by now. Oh, that one. I saw that during the week. It was good. And uh, drunk. Drunk Logic, this is after the Carlton Frio game where Carlton didn't score a goal in the first half. They tweeted out, Stephen Silvani is the recruiting as Stuart Jew is the dieting. And that's the contenders, boys. There's one winner, and it's a local winner. It is the Goody Saints Football Club. Now, for the locals that will know about this, there's been a bit of conjecture about uh, additional light usage at the Goodwood Saints Oval, Goodwood Oval. Um, and they tweeted out a video at the start of the week of male footballers who clearly have um, disabilities and they have a, a football side. They're running onto Goodwood Oval giving high fives to the seniors' men's team after their game. And clearly these boys have been given an opportunity to play footy. And they tweeted out, it's not about the lights. This is what it's all about. And it's fantastic to see these guys have an opportunity to play footy, giving high fives to their heroes and about to play the game they love. So for all those narrow-minded residents in the Goodwood area, they need to take stock of all this. Go walk your dog somewhere else or perhaps around the Oval while the damn lights are on. And that's my winner of Tweet of the Week. There we go. Finishes very nice good social message. Good work, Face. Uh, boys, we'll probably do a review of uh, the Vintage Rules 2 next week. We'll probably talk about how poor we were. Um, unfortunately, Baz is not going to join us. Uh, next week, it was the first chance that the three of us could have been on a field at the same time without Face being the mascot. Um, so was looking forward to that. So it's probably going to have to wait till next year. Good form tonight, boys. Uh, we'll speak to you all next week. And for those very few listeners who listen and enjoy their 
uh, paperwork and sitting down. I think Spanner gave us a nice little uh, mention this yes. week. I think he quite likes it, and uh, we can probably almost individualise our listeners. But uh, <laughs> just the benefit of a of a startup growth company, isn't it? You just you know your customers intimately, so. Uh, We'll be on Shark Tank yeah, exactly. Appreciate all uh, the people who enjoy Funky Baz and Face. We'll speak to you all next week. See you guys. Thanks, lads. Very good. See you, boys. Bye.